Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yo, welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching in Christ to the nations, yeah. Welcome to the modern reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always, becoming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wavelengths to the bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And I love to start the show off the same way by thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for listening to The Bar. This is six years in the making, man, and I'm just so grateful for anybody to listen, man. So uh, big shout out to you guys for listening to the podcast, sharing the podcast, telling people about the podcast. I am truly grateful. And like I do every week, every Tuesday, I bring in awesome guests. This awesome guest is a three-peat, um, so I guess I haven't scared him off yet. Uh, I'll never forget when I actually first met him at G3. Uh, he he was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to subscribe right now to the podcast. So, you know, early subscriber, he probably made two. Him and my mama was like the, the first two. And so uh, we're super excited to have my dear brother, Dr. Steven. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. You were doing you were doing podcasts before podcasts were cool. <laughs> Let's just for the record. That, I, I can agree to that. I can agree with that for sure, man. But uh, again, I, I never forget, you know, our first interaction. It's always been uh, super love. And, and anytime we see each other, even if it's quick, you know, uh, especially at Ligonier, it's usually like, hey, yeah. how you doing? <laughs> well, we love what you guys are doing and what you're up to. And it's a yes, great, great podcast, awesome. great service to the church. So keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So for those that might not know uh, who you are, uh, just give a, a brief introduction, uh, who you are and what you do and, and all of that good stuff. And we'll talk about what we came to talk about right after that. Yeah. Well, I think what we're going to talk about has to do with what I do. So that is very we'll true. <laughs> uh, I'm in Central Florida. I've got a wonderful privilege of serving for two great institutions. Uh, one is Ligonier Ministries, and uh, I get to serve as a chief academic officer for Ligonier and a teaching fellow for Ligonier. And Ligonier is just 50 years old now, uh, and actually into our 51st year. And we just want to produce discipleship materials for the church and come alongside the church and help folks in the church to know who God is and know God's word. So that's what we do at Ligonier. Also, I serve at Reformation Bible College, which was college uh, founded by R.C. Sproul, who founded both Ligonier and the college. And here we are in Central Florida with about 200 students on our campus, and we're just taking them into the depths of Reformed theology and the Word of God and 
training them like special forces, and then we're just going to unleash them out into the culture and into the church to serve God, to love God, and to uh, glorify Him and worship Him in a life of service. So it's it's just great to be able to be part of these uh, organizations, and so thankful for it. Amen, brother. I I love that so much. Um, and and my my listeners are not uh I guess strangers to how much I you know love Ligonier and love what you guys are doing. You talk about about what we're doing, uh, and how you guys have helped uh just me on a personal level when it comes to hmm. uh theology and 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 even you know uh upholding god's word and and also you know uh knowing who god is and you know <laughs> and, and his holiness so i'm I'm going somewhere you can tell <laughs> <laughs> i've heard that before from a certain person yeah this holiness man. of god theme <laughs> yeah man um what one of the first books that i read man um you know, going into uh, just understanding Reformed theology uh, was highly recommended. It was it was a big three. Let me tell you the big three before we get into it. Okay. So it was, it was uh, holiness of God, desiring yep. God, and knowing yes. God. I I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. That that's 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 been the big three, man. So, and uh, man, listen. I I received this uh this book man and and I I was excited about it um and and I'm I'm super grateful that we're able to kind of talk about it a little bit. Uh what is this book I'm talking about Stephen cuz we on video you can see when I hold it up but my mm-hmm. listeners can't see what 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 is this book that I'm I'm super excited about. I'm I'm pretty excited about this book too. Uh <laughs> so it's a biography of RC. So we call it RC Sproul a life. Mm-hmm. And uh I've been started working on it in the what turned out to be the final years of RC's life. And we'd sit down sometimes in his home and just review, dip back into his past and review some of those things and events that shaped him and those formative years of, of his. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a biography of RC and uh, um, it was a joy to write, as you can mm-hmm. imagine. I could, uh, I could imagine. I, I can tell it. Even in in the reading of it, I can I can just like I'm I'm almost envious of you being able to have these conversations. Like, <laughs> like man, how does Steven get all this access, man? It's amazing. But no, uh, I mean, just going back to the beginning, man. The picture yes. that was painted, you know, of his childhood. Like, I can see, you know, little little, little RC running the streets. What was what did they call him? Um, Sunny. His yeah, Sunny. I, I, I can Sunny see. Scroll. I can. I could see Sonny like running the streets and, you know, and, and, and you know, the steel mill. I could, it, it was, it was beautiful, man. So let, let's start there, man. When, when okay. you, you're talking to him about that experience in, in childhood, cause you know, we all have our own experiences. Uh, what was some of your big takeaways and, and how did that influence, you know, you to paint a picture so vivid? Yeah. Well, you know, to, to sort of back up a little bit, those who know RC know him through the books, Holiness mm-hmm. of God, Chosen by God, or they know him through the Renewing Your Mind, whether mm-hmm. it was on terrestrial radio or now digitally or through whatever means, or they know him as a conference speaker, platform mm-hmm. speaker. And or for me, for me, YouTube. Yeah. YouTube is oh, where exactly. I was YouTube clips, which is now how most people are coming into this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see him up there. He's got no notes. Nope. Uh, he's, he moves from Aristotle to Paul, to some Latin expression. And all the while he makes it not only crystal clear, he is just 
absolutely compelling. You are brought into this. Like mm -hmm. he is a contagious speaker. And what I thought was he, he sort of is a little deceptive because he doesn't, you don't see all of the work that went into mm. the foundation. Right, you just right. see this, this surface and you see the result of all that. So what I was really interested in the book was not just the platform RC that a lot of folks knew, but really wanted to go back in and look at those formative decades leading up to founding uh, Ligonier, really up to 71, of all that that fed into who RC was. So a couple of things from his childhood. First, his, his father goes off to war. Yep. He's beyond the age for being drafted, but he was the head of the draft board. And so he's sending all these young men off to fight. And so he says, I can't do this in good conscience and not go. So he goes off to... so. These are R.C.'s early years. His father's in Italy and serving in the United States Army in World War II. Uh, sports are a big part of R.C.'s life. Yeah. And you see that. You see that game day athlete. Uh, mm -hmm. And you see that game face when he's up there. And he was the kind of athlete that would leave it all on the field. He'd, he'd never brought anything back to the locker room with him. And so sports were a formative part. And then, of course, there's the love of his life, Vesta. Mm -hmm. And so... I mean, this, these weren't high school sweethearts. These were elementary school sweethearts. <laughs> right. So they met, uh, she was one year older than he. And so they meet when he's in the first grade, she's in the second grade. And uh, if you talk to RC, he would say it was on again, off again, mostly on again relationship. He talked to Vesta. She's like, I don't even remember him. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, he says the first time they met in this encounter, they, he was actually, they were both running around the elementary school in opposite directions and sort of ran into each other, right? Mm -hmm. And he said the, the moment he met her, he knew he was going to marry her. And <laughs> said, I don't even remember this. <laughs> I think he's making it all up. But anyway, uh, they go, they, they are sweethearts in high school, although he lost out to one of mm -hmm. his friends because he had a car before RC had a car. So she went with him, but then RC got the car and then she started going with him. Uh, <laughs> but then it got I love that. Serious. I know it's a great story. And then of course uh, they get married actually before he graduates from college. Um, but the other interesting thing about RC is he grew up in a church, but the gospel wasn't preached. Mm -hmm. He could walk to it. It was just half a block away from his house. It was a Presbyterian church, but there was no gospel in there. He goes to college, an unconverted young man. Um, great writer and some skills a writer that some of his teachers saw and fostered. And as I say, a great athlete went to college on an athletic scholarship, mm -hmm. uh, but unconverted uh, as a freshman in college. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and, you know, speaking of the, the college years, you know, the, the, the transition uh, that happened there. And like you talked about the, the kind of the foundation of the hard work, that that you know was to follow um and then even uh because I, I apologize if i missed some of the detail because like i read it when i first got it but you know it's all good but even you know uh going into the graduate stage and yes and and and, and, and pursuing you know further education Absolutely. you know right. uh all of those things you know are in the book and it's it's beautiful the way that it's, it's laid out uh just kind of walk walk through that that section absolutely yeah so once he gets to college first it's his conversion that mm -hmm. we got to deal with yeah so 
He's going to head over to Youngstown, Ohio, because the bars over there don't check IDs. But, be, <laughs> but before he goes, this is when cigarette machines were in the yep. dorm lobby, right? So he plops the quarter in to get his lucky strikes. Um, and he sees two guys from the football team uh, sitting together over a book. And they, they motion for him to come over. And, of course, he's going to go over because one of them is like the captain of the co-captain of the team. And they're doing a Bible study. And R.C. had never seen this. Like, mm-hmm. he never saw people studying a Bible. And the verse was Ecclesiastes 11.3. No one ever came to Christ through this verse, right? Right. Uh, it's, if, it's like, if a tree falls in the woods, whether it falls to the north or to the south, there it will lie. Or wherever it falls, there it lies. Mm-hmm. And, and God used that to convict R.C., to see himself as this dead, rotten tree, fallen, in dead in his sins, and can't do anything about it. And he pleads to God for mercy in Christ and mm. is converted. Amazing. Then he has his second conversion experience in college, <laughs> which is this midnight walk yes. uh, to the ch- college chapel, uh, where he is overwhelmed with a sense of the holiness of God. Yep. And and there's another thing, you know, as soon as he becomes a Christian, he starts reading the Bible, like all the way through. And he said that from that very first time I read the Bible, I came to this realization, this is a God who plays for keeps. Mm. And so I think you begin to see a lot of those foundational planks that are going to become the themes and the hallmarks of R.C.'s ministry. He goes on to seminary, which is a liberal seminary. And so he doesn't have, he he knows liberalism from the inside out. Like he he is very aware of liberal theology. I think that makes him a great conservative theologian. And then he goes to um, uh, Amsterdam to mm-hmm. study for doctoral work. And meanwhile, he's going deeper and deeper in the theological work. But he's also getting significant exposure to what was called Vatican II in the big mm-hmm. Vatican II council that was happening right. about this time. And so he's got a front row seat of that. Uh, because one of his professors at Amsterdam was invited to Vatican II as a representative of the Dutch Reformed Church. And so he brings all this into the classes that R.C.'s taking. So, you know, those folks, many folks have come to Christ who were in a Roman Catholic church and through listening to R.C. come to Christ. And those also that have noticed in R.C.'s work how helpful he is mm-hmm. to help people understand what the differences are between Catholicism and protestantism and being reformed well all that's coming from these foundational years right i mean rc was an ardent student and god poured all that into his his life and into those foundational years that you know here we are uh later and we get to see the fruit of all this and and enjoy the fruit of all this in the conference talks and in the books yeah, man. Yeah. And it, like you said, it, it's amazing how God just uses things and, and they all, you know, lead up to, you know, uh, this, 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 this work that only he can, he can get glory from, you know, uh, cause mm-hmm. none of this stuff was like intentional. Like he didn't decide right. to go there at the same time his professor was dealing with that and, and having that right. insight, exactly. you know, uh, that that's the beautiful thing about it. And that's one of the many things that I love. I didn't come from the Catholic background. Um, but I, uh, you know, 
I, I was on more of the conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory side. Ah, and so right. I, I didn't like it. I just didn't know why. And then he, he gave me a <laughs> biblical basis. Like, okay, this, this is why you shouldn't do, you know? So no, that's beautiful, man. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to, um, you know, the, the start of a ministry that has literally, uh, changed the world in, 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 in so many different, um, ways. Um, you know, I, I think about, you know, so many uh, quote unquote movements or so many uh, mm. ministries that that, you know, come and go. Uh, I, I just and I love I love to see the old videos, you know, the the really old videos when, you know, uh, <laughs> Oh, that, that, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love to see him with the, the dress, pet, the plat. The hair. Yeah. Yes. The <laughs> hair, the, the, the shade. The I don't know they, sunglasses. Yeah. The sunglasses. <laughs> like, I'm like, this dude got style. Like, he would be hip right now, like in the in those videos, man. So let, let, let's talk about that, that kind of time frame and that, that era of, you know, the genesis of, um, because I, I remember this is a part of the book I do remember, uh, really good was, uh, someone giving him or pretty much, you know, yes. saying he could use the space, which I was like, that's just amazing. But yeah, he went to um, Saranac Lake up in upstate New York to speak at a conference for uh, young life youth mm -hmm. workers. And this is like night summer of summer of uh, 1970. And he, he did a series on the holiness of God. A five-part series on the holiness of God. And one of the attendees was a donor who was a significant donor. Her husband was a billionaire, so a significant donor uh, to Young Life. She was so impressed with R.C. Uh, one evening after his talk, they're sitting there, and she said to him, if you could do anything in the world, what would it be? And he said, well, I have a desire to open a study center. She goes, buys a farm, a uh, 52-acre farm not too far from her property, about an hour outside of Pittsburgh in what was called the Ligonier Valley. And she says, here's your study center. So <laughs> in the summer of 1971, uh, RC investor in Cincinnati at the time serving in a church, she builds the house for them, mails him the keys and says, come on out. And so he moves out in the summer and starts the Ligonier Valley study center. And Years later, he articulated this, but someone said, what are you trying to do here? And he said, well, we're teaching theology. Well, if you could only teach one part of theology, what would it be? He goes, oh, that's easy, doctrine of God. Mm -hmm. Well, if you could only say one thing about God, what would you say? And he said, that's easy too, the holiness of God. And he said, you know, whether you're in culture or you're in the church, here's the issue. We need to know who God is. Mm -hmm. And so that was the foundation of Ligonier Ministries, literally right from day one, summer of 1971. And God just blessed Ligonier. They brought to him in 1974, they brought to him this, the expertise of a gentleman from uh, the Cincinnati region who was a pioneer in using video cassette for teaching resources. Amazing. So this is, I mean, the 70s, nobody had v VCRs in their home. This is like total cutting edge stuff. Right. So, you know, RC was doing cassette, audio cassette tapes from the beginning. But in 74, they start doing these video cassette teaching series. And now these get shipped out all over the country. Fast forward 1984, Ligonier 
realizes that the ministry is far more than that 52-acre farm in the Ligonier Valley. And so they make the move to Orlando and uh, Central Florida and been here ever since. And the ministry really became, at that point, much more of a national and now international reach. And just to give put a little fine point to this, we are active in about nine languages of translation work. And by active, I mean daily new content material is going up on these language websites. Wow. And our, and our goal is to be active in the top 20 languages of the world, which will cover most of the globe, actually, uh, by 2025. So Ligonier, God just continued to bless Ligonier. And here's the thing. R.C. Invested never set out to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you ask them, they never set out to have an international ministry that reaches 25 million people every year. They just had, they never set out to do that. They just wanted to teach. And what they were recognizing, this is a time of intense liberalism in the church. Mm-hmm. We know this. I mean, the 70s was sexual revolution. We talk about the cultural turmoil we have right now. Right. We'll go back to 68, 72. And Democratic Convention. And I mean, you know, you've, everything was there. Mm-hmm. And R.C. said, fundamentally, the problems here are theological, mm-hmm. which means the solutions are theological, and that's what we need to do. And it, he wasn't after scholars. He was after laity to help mm-hmm. people in the pew know who God is and know their theology. So all you can say is what a fun ride it has been <laughs> over the last 50 years. And For sure. For sure, for sure. No, that that's amazing. Um, you know, I, I think about the video aspect um, being, like I said, I discovered on YouTube um, and, and you know, watching those videos and then with the app, um, mm-hmm. you know, just just cutting edge, like you said, uh, you know, God sending that that guy back then. Exactly. And, and continually, you know, to, to produce uh good quality content and and it continues you know and that's that's what i want to kind of talk about uh before we hit our break is uh you know the the continuing of the the vision and of the goal i, I remember mm-hmm. you know everybody know i uh, i talked to you know to to chris you know chris larson mm-hmm. and i talked to quite a few people there and 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 everybody's pretty much saying the same thing as far as like you know we're gonna we're gonna do this to the best of our ability as long as we can you know sure. and, and, and if something changed something changed it's not like they're trying to like carry around this this weight they're like we, we're going to do it till god says it's enough you know yeah. and that's that's been the attitude of everybody i spoke to so let's talk about ligonier now the legacy okay. and 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 you know where we see it going or pray that we, that it goes to A huge piece of it is the college so rc this is back in the 0809 recognizes that one of the things the reformers did, and he loved the reformers, of course, was not only teach the church, but they also all were involved in theological education and even mm-hmm. what you would consider theological undergraduate education. Mm-hmm. Calvin founded a college on June 5th, 1559, in Geneva. Wow. Today, it's the University of Geneva, but back then he called it the Academy. It was a college. And it was to train students in theology and also what we call pre-law and pre-med. But theology was at the center of the curriculum. So R.C. was inspired by this to recognize that this is really incumbent on him to see that he can, as a reformer, right, uh, to, to put this emphasis on training the next generation in theological undergraduate education. So 
2011, he founded Reformation Bible College. And, you know, we're sort of about putting out little RCs. Uh, we recognize that <laughs> he was a uniquely gifted man in right. a uniquely gifted set of skills. Um, we recognize not everybody is that and can do that. Uh, but we can be little RCs. And, uh, you know, by that we mean knowing the truth, being def defending the truth, and being able to contend for the truth. And then here's the genius of RC and being a great communicator. Yep. Yep. And that, that was always the beauty of RC. And so that's the goal of the college. So one of the legacy as we look to the next generation is. Well, again, let's train up this group and not, not in terms of regular army, like Ligonier does regular army. We do special forces. Mm, we do that intense, you know, we built, we have an intentionally small campus. We don't want to grow more than 200 on campus. We're about the intimate discipleship and education of the campus. But you begin to think of the flywheel effect of these students and lifetime of impact in the lives they impact. It just is exciting. It is. So the college is definitely part of legacy. The other part of the legacy is to just continue to leverage those technologies that come our way so that we have this teaching that we are a good steward of. And we've got RC's teaching, which so much of it is timeless. Mm, the hairstyles yes. are not. The hairstyles <laughs> and, the, and the clothing are not timeless. You give it time, it'll come back around. You know, It'll come back. <laughs> the, the turtleneck sweater and the plaid pants and the aviator sunglasses, they're back. They'll be back. Yep, yep. Um, so, but the teaching is timeless. Yes. And so we got RC's content, but we're constantly adding new content to it. We have the current teaching fellows. We have the conferences. So we want to produce this content, but what we also want to do is be strategic and leverage the technology to get the content out. Mm -hmm. And then we're also just thinking of the different ways we can get the content out in areas where the internet is monitored or the internet is closed access. So our brothers and sisters in Christ around the globe. So, you know, we put stuff on SD chips and send it to them. Uh, we're even trying to figure out ways to send it directly to their phone that can't be monitored. Uh, we're just we're just really thinking about not only ways to get it out there uh, in a sort of stewardship of resources way, but also ways to get it out there given some of the circumstances that we find in countries like China and mm -hmm. and some of the closed uh, Islamic countries. Uh, so so it's very exciting uh, the global outreach. Uh, that doesn't mean we've shifted focus off the United States either. We still have our regional conferences or national conference. And then another initiative is very exciting that we're kicking around is the um, reaching down into the student generation, the 12 to 18 population even. Mm. So we're doing that with the student study Bible that just came out. So we have the Reformation study Bible. We just produced the student edition. I got it right here somewhere. You got one? All right. You got a prop. <laughs> Uh, and then we're doing these always ready youth conferences, which are apologetics conferences. Yes. And they're also out on our YouTube channel, but we're taking these around the country. We'll be down in Miami in April. Um, we've been to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Columbia, South Carolina, Memphis, Tennessee. We're headed out to LA in the fall, Grand Rapids in the fall. Uh, but these are, these are conferences for 12 to 18 year olds. We know they're getting tough questions. They're getting tougher questions. They're getting questions I never had when I was their age. And we want them to know that there are answers and they don't have to run from these hard questions. They can run into them equipped with the word of God to, again, know the truth and defend the faith. So 
So anyway, Ligonier is moving forward on all kinds of fronts, and it's it's very exciting. If you want to keep up, just go to Ligonier.org, and you can see all the stuff we're trying to do. I love it. I love it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All of that is exciting. Um, you know, when you talk about the technology piece, I have to shout out my man, Tyler. Uh, uh, Tyler but, Kenny? Yeah, man. That's he's my a guy. dear guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good man. Yeah, he, he's always on top of it, man. So I had to make sure I shout him out. But um, <laughs> so right here, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right back. Hi, this is John Rayner, host of The Pregame Proverb, a daily devotional each morning that goes through Solomon's writings. And right now, we're working through a verse-by-verse exposition of Ecclesiastes. If you'd like to sign up for these two-minute brief devotionals, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your podcasts from. The Pregame Proverb, a biblical way to start the day. Proud partners of The Bar, the biblical and reformed podcast network. All right, we're back in here with uh, my brother Stephen. And listen, this is this is going to be different. I have signature questions, but I am actually going to going to ask you to put your uh, your RC hat on, man. How how you think he would answer these questions? Because I oh no uh, yeah 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 <laughs> put a little pressure on you. So when I got into podcasting, I, so. I literally messaged uh, uh, Nathan and uh, Deborah. Uh, every week asking to get Dr. Sproul on on my podcast. But it was, you know, during a time where, you know, you guys are really protecting the schedule and, you know, with good reason. I read in the book, you know, everything that had happened up to. And so gave us some perspective. So I never got a chance to have uh, Dr. Sproul on, on the show. Uh, it, it's like my great white. I know he's a, <laughs> you know, Moby Dick fan and, and all of that. So uh, <laughs> the white whale. He's yeah, out there. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I never I never got that uh, opportunity. Uh, so I'm going to ask you these three uh, signature bar okay. questions and uh, to the best of your ability, um, how you think uh, Dr. Sproul would answer. So the first signature bar question is, what kind of yes. music do you listen to? Oldies but goodies. Mm. Uh, 40s on four, 50s on five. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> where would where would I'm RC right? Right, right. I'm RC. Where would I be without fifties on five? <laughs> and uh, you know, Vesta uh, and RC were quite the ballroom dancers. Ah. So so if the right tune came on, he's gonna hop up out of that chair, grab Vesta, and the floor is gonna become theirs. Nice. 
I love it. And of course, classical and Mm -hmm. of course, sacred music. So you got to remember, R.C. wrote some hymns at the end of his life. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that that would round out the music. I would imagine uh, pop music just wouldn't quite cut it for him. I, I think you're pretty pretty accurate with that assumption. <laughs> All right. So next signature bar question is, I, I'm going to say, what is your favorite book? Oh, Instead so what books are you currently reading? What, got it. What is your favorite? Well, so, Wally, well, I can answer both. Uh, okay, so, go ahead. So, uh, so first, next to the Bible, of course, mm-hmm. it's favorite novels. Uh, would be Moby Dick, mm-hmm. with a close second being The Count of Monte Cristo. Mm. Uh, favorite theological or favorite biography would be everything Steve Nichols has ever written. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> with a close second being Here I Stand, uh-huh. Roland Baton's uh, Life of Martin Luther. Uh, best uh, book of sermons would be Calvin on Ephesians and Galatians, and best theologian would be anything by Jonathan Edwards, with a second close being anything by John Calvin. Nice. As far as what you're reading, current what he's reading currently, this was always the thing. You go to his house, and as soon as you walk in the door, it's quiz time. It's not a theological quiz. I walk in and the, one time and he says, uh, what colony had the most deaths in the Revolutionary War? <laughs> well, you're going to, uh, Massachusetts. No. Pennsylvania. No. Uh, New, can I combine all New England? No. Uh, Virginia. No. New Jersey. No. South Carolina. South Carolina had the most deaths in the Revolutionary War. Wow. Because he was reading the biography of the Swamp Fox at the time, wow. you know, the, the guy who was the inspiration behind Mel Gibson's Patriot movie. Yep. Like a real. So, anyway, who knows what he's reading <laughs> at any given time? I never would have guessed a biography of the Swamp Fox. Right. I think preceding that was a biography of Frank Sinatra, oh. which takes us back to the question number one about music. Right. Oh, Blue Eyes. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, Blue Eyes. All right, so last signature bar question uh, would be what podcasts would you listen to or sermons? You have to ask. It goes by the initials B-A-R would be the podcast he would listen to. No doubt. I love it. I love it, man. Listen, Steve, this was so much fun, brother. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, it was fun. Yes, uh, you know what's great is we have such a common bond in these things. And yep. that is the beautiful thing, Dwayne. So grateful for you. And grateful yes, for sir. your work. Amen. Thank you, brother, for sure. Thank you again to the bar listeners for listening to the show. Make sure you guys hit the show notes. We will have a link to the book. Make sure you pick it up. And um, and, and we will be super excited. You will definitely enjoy it. Um Thanks again to my brother Steve coming on the show. Uh, make sure you go to thebarpodcast.com 
Check out your favorite podcast every Tuesday. Pick up some bar gear. Go to thebargear.com. And until next time, you guys, God bless. And we are out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.